Welcome to Mystery House Arts and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama fan cast. Yes, it is. And we're talking about Riverdale, but in a sort of like cursory thing to Riverdale, something that we both independently found on the internet this yes, week. Yes, I don't. 100% no if it's true. Because I'm not going to say it's true until it is on screen. Yeah, because anything could happen. Anything could happen. But apparently, we can expect... Sabrina. <laughs> not to be confused with Sabrina the Teenage Witch. No, because, Sabrina the... no it, it is. Yes. But Sabrina the Teenage Witch is the name of the fun, campy, yes. spunky Melissa Joan Hart TV show from the late 90s. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're doing it based on the comic, which I think still was middle of the road. Like No, they're doing it based... Because oh, I found new an article. Comics. Yes. Oh, okay. So it's specifically based on life with Sabrina or something. Well, I figured they were probably going to do... It's going to be dark Sabrina. The dark version of yeah. it. Um, what really mostly got me about this and made me go like okay was they keep referring to it as a spin-off yes they keep calling it a riverdale spin-off now here's the thing i don't know if they're just saying that because it's an archie's comic thing and it's going to be on netflix or if it actually is going to be canonically in the same world because i think i read something where the cw was trying to get the show but netflix won so well, is no, it CW, the same creator was going to do the show and then they decided not to do the show mm. then riverdale was a success so now mm. Netflix is doing it or something. I don't know how that whole process worked. Yeah. I hope it's not a spinoff. This I, world does not need magic. No, it doesn't need it. And the thing is that, like, you can't – even if Riverdale deals with it in no way at all, if, even if Riverdale's like, no, they're their own thing, and then here's Sabrina, but it's in the same world, you can't do that. It would be, it would be like having Gilmore Girls be canonical with the X-Files. Yeah. And even if the Gilmore Girls never mention anything about that, you have to always be aware of it. That there are aliens there. Yeah, that they do exist in the world. Which means if this is canonically a part of Riverdale, <sighs> there is magic. In Con- which case, everything we have said on this podcast <laughs> is true. Well, it becomes hard to understand. Like, 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 well, it's, well, we know that magic exists, but maybe it only exists over in wherever Sabrina's from. Greendale. Greendale. <laughs> it's just over in Greendale. That's why you don't go into Greendale after midnight. Because that's when the Magic comes that's out. That's when the magic gang start. They're setting it up right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's not great. Yeah, we're not super excited. But if it's just its own thing off to the side, I... I love TV shows with magic. Yeah, I'm still not super excited about it because if this is any indication, just imagine <laughs> Riverdale, but with magic. So I imagine there's going to be a lot more, like, death in it. I was going to say, so it's charmed. It's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be gritty gritty charmed like charmed I know already has yeah. like but Aaron it's gonna be darker and you don't think it's gonna be Buffy the Vampire Slayer no Buffy the Vampire Slayer still had like some of its charm stuff it's in it too tongue in cheek it it's gonna be the last season of Buffy oh, forever people are losing their eyes and stuff I feel like that's what it's going to be. Yeah. Like, that's what they're going for. I mean, they don't even have magic in this one. And they keep talking about, like, the devil and... Oh, my... Can we talk about this episode we just watched? Do we want to get into the episode? I don't know. I just want to say someone... Let's, let's do a little spoiler-free, like, before we get oh, into yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, whoever wrote this episode was really into the power of language. Yeah, they definitely like, made some very... Every line was just so overwrought. Very definite choices of what words to use. 
and it was uh, too much for yeah. me. Yeah. Your mileage may vary. Some people may have been like, wow, I love how the characters are using their words or not using their words, Veronica. I mean, at this point, I am willing to accept that Veronica talks like she thinks she's in, in a Shakespearean show. Not that she is in a Shakespearean <laughs> show, that she thinks she is. Because sometimes her sentence structure is truly bizarre. Somewhere. But I'm but willing, this... I, I'm willing to accept that is a character trait of hers. But so. this time they all took talked like yeah, that. Yeah, they all they all like, sort of did stuff. The like scene that. where Betty was in the white worm talking to Tony, I was like, who wrote <laughs> this? Did you script this out before you came in? <laughs> no, just say some stuff. <laughs> Throw in a thou if you could fit it in. They couldn't, but they tried. It was just rife with metaphor and strong words. <laughs> all right, well then let's get into it. Strong words. This is episode eight. House of the Devil. House of the Devil. I'm disappointed with where this went. So Jughead is writing about the Black Hood, but mostly... Mostly he's writing about how Archie and Veronica are banging. Everywhere. Everywhere. Like... I got, I'm gonna be honest. I started laughing at a certain point, so I couldn't hear the exact words. But what I imagine they were was like being like, "They banged everywhere. They did it in the garage. They did it in front of a fire. They did it in his room." They were people. They're trying to show the white. No, not the, the, the white the, worm. The black, the, trying to show the black hood was about death, but they were going to be the opposite. I'm like, Jughead, stop talking about the <laughs> sex life of your friends. It's, Those xenomorphs don't do it. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It's weird, you weird ghost. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we so that's most of the opening is about is just them just banging everywhere they can. And then they decide to be real bad. If they're going to flaunt against the Black Hood, they'll definitely flaunt against Hiram Lodge. So yeah. they have sex in the study. In the no, I don't think in the study. I think they're in. She does not have a fireplace in her bedroom. I don't think it's her bedroom either. I thought it was just like in the main room. That's. So bad, but it, it would have been better if it was in the study. Yeah, but they don't make it clear. Here's the weird thing about that. <laughs> then there would have been Veronica's photo or Veronica's portrait just up on the wall staring at that, which you know what? Veronica, Veronica might would have be liked. Into, yeah, Veronica would have been into it and Archie would have been like, you, you're sure you're fine with this? Yes. Let's face this direction so I can see it. <laughs> um. So... They talk about how they're having so much fun, and then yep. Archie, because he's 15... He drops the L-bomb. And Veronica's like, well... <laughs> and they're both like, oh no, this is a teen drama, which means this is a big thing. And you know what? When you, I'm going to tell you, when you're a teenager and you say that, yeah. you say it over the phone so you can hang up, and they don't have a chance to say I love you or, I, or not say I love you back. The problem is that Archie cannot rationalize the difference between talking in person and on the phone, because they're both electronics. And in his head, he was just like... I'll say it, then I'll hang up. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, Veronica doesn't know he did that because he didn't use the phone. Yes, he doesn't. He could not hang up in person. <laughs> so anyway, he runs off into the night. <laughs> because guess what, guys? She doesn't love him. Yeah, and she also definitely didn't give him a ride home. And I don't think Andres did either. I don't think Andre works there yet. I think as, he does. He does, but not as their driver, I don't think. Um, I, I, I'm sure he does a bunch of things, but there's no way that anybody who works the lodges <laughs> drove Archie, Archie there, he which means he did his he did his night run. He ran shirtless. He took off his shirt and ran, <laughs> and Robo <laughs> ran to Veronica. Which is what you do. 
So Jughead is doing what he set up in the last episode, which is that he's looking into the Reaper. And he updates Betty on the research that he found in the basement of yeah. City Hall. And guess what, guys? He straight up stole that newspaper from City Hall. Oh, 100%. He took that right out of the archives and no one checked that young man's pockets. <laughs> yeah. And as it turns out, Tony Todd was right. There was a murder for the Conway family. And it happened in the Mask House. Yes, the house that Betty... <laughs> good job show. This was good, like, seating. Yeah, this is actually really good. Yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, they sort of messed it up in the recap, which mm-hmm. is like, oh, cool. Which we accidentally saw. Because we skipped <laughs> over the recap, and then we had to rewind, because Jughead sex. I wanted, I wanted much. to make sure the white worm was actually with oh, two that's what eyes. Was, yes. I wanted to make sure it was dumb as I thought it was. So anyway. Uh, yeah, so it so it was real. It was in the it happened in the the house that Betty went to. And so Jughead's like, let's go there and let's investigate this. And Betty's like Betty and I quote says, The last time I went there, he made me look in a mirror and I didn't like what I saw, so I can't go back. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what if it happens again? I'm like, Yeah, good good journalism, journalist Betty. I'm afraid I'll have to put on a mask and look in a mirror again. <laughs> look, I understand traumatizing things as such as that. And so yeah, don't put 15. on a mask and look in a mirror. <laughs> you know what? You, you <laughs> the, could... exa- the exact sequence of events that happened there don't have to happen again. You could stand outside and be like, Jughead, could you just go in and take the mirrors off the wall before I come in? And guess what? He could do that. <laughs> then it would be impossible for you to look in a mirror. Like, she doesn't, she doesn't even say, like, oh, I don't want to go back to the house. That house is creepy. No. Which I also have been like, Betty, you're an investigative journalist. You solved a murder. Maybe you guys should just go during the daytime. Problem solved. <sighs> but, yeah, they, they also talk a little bit of, like, um, could the Reaper be the Black Hood? But that will put him in, like, his 60s. And then the Reaper, then, like, I think, why did the Reaper do this? And Jughead's like, ah, oh, it seems like a, they think it's just random. Because the house was isolated. Yeah. I have a question. Why are they so convinced that the Reaper is a middle-aged man? Because um, no one saw him. I don't know. I don't know where he got the um, concept of how old the Reaper is. Okay. But the big thing we get out of this scene, because Jughead gets a phone call, that they, they, they're like, maybe it's the black... No, it's not. No, it's, no, not it's cool. It's great cool. news. FP is getting out of jail. Yeah. Which, of course, means that Betty and Jughead are way too busy to solve murder. Which, yeah. where's the murder going? Yeah. Why couldn't they just do it in a few days? After FP get Like, the Black Hood is not actually murdering anyone. Yeah. And the Reaper murder's not going anywhere. Yeah. But they're like, oh, we got to get this solved immediately. And Betty's like, I need to take a vacation from the Black Hood. <laughs> I mean, to, be, to be fair, I'm like, You do. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, Riverdale can't take a vacation. Well, I guess they can. The Black Hood's not doing anything. He's not killing anyone. Yeah. So what they do is they delegate it. They delegate it to Archie and Veronica, who are as confused as we are as to why they are the ones being chosen for this. Yeah. It would be better if they picked, like, Ethel and... Moose. <laughs> I was going to say say Ethel and Valerie. Oh, yeah? Ethel yeah. and Valerie. Mystery friends. Mystery twins. I said mystery twins. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ethel and Valerie, mystery twins. And who are you to say they're not? Exactly. No further explanation. <laughs> no further explanation. It's Ethel and Valerie. And they solve mysteries and they're twins. Oh, my gosh. This is our spinoff series. <laughs> We're going to start writing this. Just, well, just whenever <laughs> Ethel and Valerie are not on screen, they're off solving their own mystery. And they're bigger mysteries. And they are very good at solving they, them. They, like, unwind governmental, like, cover-ups. It's insane. They, they find where the true version of the Declaration of Independence is. Yeah. 
They shout at people who say they're not twins. <laughs> it's amazing. Because they have the same birthday. Exactly. That makes them, that's <laughs> they're why they're mystery twins. That's why they're twins. Because they have the same birthday. And how dare you say it's not, that's not true. They are women. They can say what they want. <laughs> uh, we have, speaking of, I guess, the pussycats, we have this weird scene where Cheryl spends all of, like, five seconds in front of Josie and decides it's time to rub oil on her. Because she can see the knots in jo- That's mm. not how that works. Mm, and then she's mm. like, yes, I have this oil and I'll rub it on you. So she's gone from being, like, because like, we had the thing last episode. She's gone from being, like, maliciously creepy to just being, like... Weird. She just needs human companionship, Kevin. She just needs to touch someone. She went She went from giving her a pig's heart to being like, how about I just rub this oil on your back, girl? You'll like it. You'll like it. And then the, the janitor comes in because I assume it's like 9 o'clock at night. Yeah, he's like, oh my god, oh my why god, are there children here? Why are there children here? And he's like, I'm, I'm sorry, I guess I should have. Why, why are there always children in this place? And then Joseph's like, it's okay. We did a weird thing. And then, but Cheryl, of course, gives all the internet buzzwords she knows. Mail, take your male gaze out of our blah Something, blah blah. She throws privilege in there at some point, yeah. and he's just like, "I'm, I'm gonna go." And then she's like, "We should get him fired." We and should like. Josie's like, "I think it's fine." <laughs> and then she goes back to rub Josie again. Josie's like, "No." The moment has passed, dude. It like, was barely here to begin with. Like, look, it's not really funny to be like, you know, all handsy on someone, but. This scene treats it as really funny that Cheryl is, like, <laughs> obsessed. She's, she is jumping between wanting to murder Josie <laughs> and wear her skin and just touch her a little bit. Maybe she just wants to get her skin all softened up before she wears it. <laughs> I mean, that's something I can imagine Cheryl doing. Yep. Yep. So we got head over to Lodges. Yes, and Char- uh, Sergeant Sheriff. Why do we always call him a what? sergeant? Sheriff what? Keller's there. No, he's not. Yes, he is. He's not at the lodges. He is. He's he at is? the Pembroke because the lodge has got a black hood is letter. Is he off camera? No. When we did see he sh- him. When was he shown? The beginning of the scene. Then he was never shown again? Yes, he left. Oh, my God. I actually did not see that. I did not see. <laughs> that is how shortly he was in the scene. I thought that when Veronica started talking to them about what was going on, she just, like, was like, you guys seem weird. <laughs> no, it's because the sheriff was there. He had no lines in that scene. No, he didn't. He's like, Veronica, we don't really talk. I like to keep it that way. Goodbye. <laughs> Somebody talked to someone. She thought I was the Black Hood. <laughs> oh, which is another reason why uh, Betty was like, I probably shouldn't talk to the sheriff. I thought he was the Black Hood. Also, I know that. Also, I know his deepest, darkest secret. <laughs> but we're not going to deal with that. Oh, I forgot episode. about that. Never forget. Oh. oh, no, we haven't talked about this yet. Never, Never mind. forget about Never that. Never forget. Uh, but yeah, so the Black Hood, or they think, it's it's difficult now because I think there's a lot of copycats. Cause yeah. Because a bunch of people got letters, mm-hmm. and Veronica's like, but we actually are sinners. Yeah, Veronica's all freaked out, and her parents are like, who cares? He doesn't actually murder anyone. He's Yeah, he has a very low kill rate. He's Well, he killed the guy from that, he killed the teacher. Oh, yeah. And he killed Miss Grundy. Yeah. So if you're not a teacher, you're not going to get murdered. <laughs> it's true. He's Just really don't good. be a teacher. He's real good at killing teachers. <laughs> No one else. No one else. He's really bad at killing teenagers. He's very bad at killing very teenagers. Very bad at killing teenagers. And essentially Hiram's like, look, we actually have security. We have a driver who's trained in martial arts. And also, maybe you should bring Archie around sometimes. Yeah, he's like super buff. I think he might be a robot. 
<laughs> he likes you. He likes you a lot, and he's, like, super toned, and he had a militia for a while. So, uh... I'm sure he'll protect you. Just hang out with him. It's all good. I like how the way Veronica phrases, like, but what about me at school and all these <laughs> things? She never thought she was a target of the Black Hood until this moment. <laughs> what about when I go shopping? So we cut over to a short scene at Betty's house where important plot stuff happens. But most importantly, we find out that that station wagon that Betty and Veronica were driving last episode belongs to Alice Cooper. Which I assumed. But, but, but I don't know how they got it from her. Because this time she's like, hey, can I borrow the station wagon last night? And Alice Cooper's like, why? <laughs> yeah. So, and Betty's honest. She says, well, FP's getting out of jail. And Alice is like, <laughs> So what happened on that night? <laughs> like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> well, we're going to spy on Sheriff Keller. Oh, good, good. Excellent. Journalistic integrity. I like that. (laughs) So, um, Betty basically stands right up to her mom. She informs her that Jughead is a serpent and that FP is coming home and Alice is going to have to deal with it. Yeah. Because, you know, she's going to have to. Because these are facts. (laughs) Yeah. These are facts facts that Betty has just said. Alice Cooper's not great with facts. No. No, she, she likes fake news. So while Betty's talking to her mom, Jughead is talking to the gang that he leads maybe so what <laughs> jughead wants well he's letting them know that fp is back yes they're gonna talk to the mayor so jughead wants to have a meeting with the mayor so that they can work together to make the south side not suck yeah, i seem to explain to her we're clearly not a gang we don't do crimes other than like the few people but people do crimes and other things. And we don't like the ones who do crimes. Accountants do crimes. We just like to ride around on our motorcycles and we want to have jobs. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Soft Boy does not like this. So, because Jughead's a teenager, he calls for a vote. Yeah. Well, Tony calls for a vote. Oh, that's right. Tony. Tony's like, well, who wants to follow Jughead? And everyone raises their hands, including um, Sweet Pea. Yep. Because guess what? Only soft boy wants this gang to be a gang. Yeah, that's what happens when you get a bunch of teenagers to be in your gang. They want to be citizens who will have jobs one day. But they also want to ride motorcycles and have tattoos. Mm-hmm. So then soft boy stalks out. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Art, we get this short scene where Archie and Veronica like talk and kiss. Because Veronica likes to use kisses. And danger to distract Archie from having a relationship conversation they should really have. Yeah, because they're because they're going to go and investigate whatever they're going. Yeah, they're going to the murder house. Well, no, 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 they're just going to investigate. Oh, that's right. They don't I, know I about think, the murder I don't house think yet. They discovered about that, um, and then that leads right into a them talking to them parents. Where they give us. So I will say the scene. It cuts back and forth between a scene with Archie and Luke Perry Andrews yeah. and Veronica and her parents, and their scene seems fine. They're at breakfast. Yeah. I have no idea what the context of Luke Perry Andrews and Archie's scene is. They're just kind of like standing vaguely in the kitchen. Yeah. And Archie's like, I need to talk to you about Veronica. No, Something no. bad happened. No, it sort of starts with like with Luke Perry just being oh, like, so what's going on? And Archie isn't even, they're just standing. Archie doesn't even enter the room. They like, don't, they're just standing. There's, they don't have coffee. They're, they're literally just standing in their kitchen set. <laughs> there's no establishing shot. Oh, just starts. There's actually a lot of things with, with Luke Perry in this episode where he just sort of like enters a room and is like, hey, Archie, let's talk about stuff. It's like he's in another movie and they only get him for like, like <laughs> six hours each episode. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, we gotta do it. Oh, God. <laughs> and he also doesn't learn his lines, so they're like, uh, just someone's gonna stand behind Archie with cue cards saying your lines. Just read them, Luke Perry Andrews. <laughs> and he's like, okay. Yeah, and like yeah. we we kind of get that. So know, the... essentially, 
Veronica's parents are like, well, it doesn't matter if you can't say it yet, but you need to feel like you're not terrified yeah. by it. Yeah. And, and um, Luke Andrews is like, well, dude, sometimes people say it at different times. Yeah, don't worry about it. You rock. Yeah. And Archie's like, thanks, Dad. Like, every single time that Luke, Luke Perry Andrews talks to Archie, I imagine him reaching over and just ruffling up his hair. <laughs> but I think if he does it, he'll pull his hand away and his hand will be red. <laughs> be like, I'm not going to do that anymore. He probably did once in the first season and was like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> i got to find another way to show affection. It's coming out right now. <laughs> <laughs> KJ, your hair's brown again. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, I, d- d- <laughs> no, we'll dye his hair back up, get his eyebrows, and we'll... <laughs> we'll shoot the scene again. We'll go. So we get FP being released from jail. Which is great. <laughs> Alice came too? She would not let... Okay, does Betty have a driver's license? Yes. She drove but her she's and... she's 15. She drove her and... I guess the same reason that Jughead has a driver's license. So she's 16. Um... Anyway. She, she she comes along, and the first barb that she puts out against FP makes no sense. She asks if it's true, what she's heard about men just released from prison. And I'm like, duh. Oh, sorry, you didn't say what it was yet. <laughs> yeah, and Kevin's like, wait, what's this going where I think it's going? And she's like, like that they're sexually frustrated. And, and FP's I'm like, like, ugh. And I'm like, does, does she want to bang FP? Like... Yeah. Yeah. And guess what, guys? We like, still don't know. <laughs> we still don't know. Like, what kind of... <laughs> hey, you horny? What? You wanna go? Like, well, no. That, like, she's definitely trying to insult him, but I don't... What is the insult? I heard you haven't had sex for a while. And it's is like, she, is she, yes, he is, in fact, in jail. Or is she trying to imply prison sex? But she's doing it in, like, the only way that the CW could get away with it. Mm. Like. Yeah, I don't really understand where or what the insult yeah. is. But they all go to um, Pop Tate, at which point Alice just tries everything within her power to bring FP down. And FP just clowns all over her. Because guess what, guys? FP is going to get his life together. And he's like, I don't want to be a serpent anymore. I don't want to. Like, do I'm an AA. Hey, I'm going to get a job here at Pop Tate's. Yeah, and then he drinks his tea with his <laughs> pinky out. It's and just so like, good. And just like taunts Alice with the look that he gives her. And she is so upset. She's got nothing to do. So uh, we get Detective Archie and Veronica, which is the most aggressive way I've ever oh, seen anyone. Oh, they just run up to people and, like, shout questions at them. Yeah, so they, first they go up to Sheriff Keller, and Archie's like, hey, we were looking into, like, the, the files for this Conway murder, and they're gone. Was it taken as some sort of cover-up? <laughs> Turns out, police officers like to take home files. And sometimes in these cold cases, they're not returned. And you're like... What? 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 That's not. That's that's not good policing. This place, like, I, I get it was, I get it was an old case, but seriously, he just took them home and never brought them back. However, he does tell them about like the sheriff. You know, there's the sheriff who was uh, in charge of it, and he died two years ago. But he does have a daughter, so if anyone's gonna know, clearly it'll be his daughter. So they call. His daughter. And she is not happy to hear from she them. She hates this case. It has wrecked her life. Yeah, they they definitely treat it like the case is well, is like this huge thing that he just couldn't get his mind around. And it was like 
what does it mean? What does any of it mean? But it's puzzling that no one knew about this except for Tony Todd. Mm, what? No one knew about the Reaper case. Oh. No, no, I think they all, no, no, they all knew. Tony Todd was one that just talked about it. But no one's, no one has brought this up by being like, hey, we also had another major well, killer in town. Well, let's be very clear. It might just be that this former sheriff was just as bad as this sheriff mm. for some foreshadowing things we will learn. That's true. Uh, but she does mention that, like, he also, he liked to spend a lot of his time at the house, which he called the devil house. So guess what, guys? They're done going to the devil house. Yep. And but then Veronica throws out the line, what if he's home? And I'm like, shut up. It's just... It, it, just his crazy daughter called well, it that. Yeah, well, he did. And then she mentioned, yeah, he called it the devil house. I don't know why he would do that. This is sort of a house. <laughs> <laughs> but you know. So somehow both FP and Jughead have motorcycles. Yeah, this is the... This is puzzling. Well, I'm going to give this show credit. This is one of the first times I've ever seen an establishing shot for a scene. That's true. Jughead and... And it's so weird to me. I'm like, there's no way that's Jughead and FP. This is something different. This is strangers. Strangers are coming to town. This is something completely different. But no, you see uh, Jughead and FP riding their motorcycles and taking a stop. And they sort of have, like, you know, talk about the serpents. And then FP reveals he will be leaving the serpents. Yeah, he's like, no, I don't want... Jughead's gone super into the serpents this episode. But I have to ask, is he the leader? I guess not. But, I mean, I mean, they didn't care about him when he went to jail, so I guess I can run without him. But why is Jughead in charge? I don't know, Aaron. I don't know. I don't know if Jughead's in charge. I don't know if Softboy's in charge. Tony Todd, <laughs> not Tony Todd. Tony, Tony Topaz. Tony Topaz could be in charge for all. Which I, I know. have another question about, but we'll get there. <laughs> and <sighs> if he's like, like. He he's a, he says he says look you can you're you're still gonna you're your own person your own your own thing but just keep writing because he's like you need to have something that's not the serpents the serpents or else it will drag you down. However, he also had a thing where he was like, but I want you to you know go to college, and I'm like, it is established the serpents can go to college. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah, the serpents <laughs> serpents can do anything they want except for be friends with people from the north side. <laughs> yeah, that's because it's not a gang. It's, it's just a really, really weird club. Really weird. Uh, so then we're at Pop Tate's, and FP looks oh so cute in his Pop Tate's uniform. He's got his Pop Tate's uniform on, and he looks jaunty. And, he's got a little uh, sideways cap. So Josie is n- n- performing solo, I guess? Yeah, and Reggie's dad is going to pay her $5,000 to do a five-song set. Guys, For the I, opening of his car. I thought Reggie was poor. No. I thought, remember the scene where they went to the club and everyone was like, um, I think Veronica was going on about how she's like the only rich person or about, was like throwing money around. I thought that Kevin and Reggie were like, I think, I think Reggie is upper middle class. I think the problem is that when you compare him to the lodges, everyone's Everyone's poor. poor. That's fair. Okay. I accept that. Also, that makes it seem funnier. I can't imagine being poor like you. And Reggie's like. I have a pool. That is also why he has a car. Because <laughs> like, his dad owns car dealerships. I mean, yeah. I mean, I also love that, of course, Reggie's dad owns a car dealership. <laughs> yeah, that's so he good. seems like the kind of guy who'd be like, my dad owns a car dealership. <laughs> How dare you? I have a Lamborghini. Because he, he he really is um, the, uh, <laughs> I've already forgotten his name from the OC. Oh, oh, oh no. no. He's our favorite. Oh, Luke. No. Luke. 
Oh, yeah, it's been he's... so long. Uh, he definitely is the Luke of this show. He really is. <laughs> so anyway, Reggie also wants Josie to go to this car dealership opening with him. That's yes. how she gets the five thousand yeah, dollars. Yeah, as, as essentially as his escort. Um, and doing the funny thing is that's a bit that's continued on from the episode where they're picking things up. But I it's know. just a throwaway line. But you know what? I like it. I like it. But Cheryl is upset. She does. No, she thinks that Josie is basically doing softcore porn. I mean, she, she. Okay, Josie and the Pussycats have played every single type of show. They did the Taste of Riverdale. They did a talent show at <laughs> the high school, which apparently is better. They danced on Pop Tate's roof. They've done so many things that getting paid to do a car opening. Cheryl's like, no. And then because she's angry, she takes it out on FP. Yeah, she knocks her milkshake on the ground and she says, clean this up, plebeum. <laughs> no. No, try again. <laughs> I don't think I can. Plebeum? The, the real word has left my mind. Clean this up, plumbum. <laughs> she calls him. <laughs> and overcomes FP to clean it up because that's his job. Did you just call me a plumbum? <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? What's a plum bum? Oh, uh, my mouth is broken. Hold on a second. What is a plum bum? I will clean this. And then, but... and then Jughead comes over. She called my she called my dad a plum bum. What, is what, that, is what does that, that mean? <laughs> should we be upset? What I'm kind ima- of insult are you doing? I imagine because you said it, we should be upset. But what is a plum bum? <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> FP cleans it up, as is his job, and gets her a replacement. Yeah. And Jughead is irate. Yeah, he's like, he used to be a king. And I'm like, Jughead, you knew none of this. <laughs> yeah, you didn't even know your dad was a serpent. Why are you so into this now? I thought, like, this would be, like, oh, he's, oh, man, he's getting out of jail? And he's going to leave the serpent life? And we're going to be a family again? Why wouldn't the best. he? Why wouldn't he be absolutely thrilled about, I mean, I guess he also cares about, you know, the South Side not burning Nothing. itself to the ground but he and his dad can do that from outside the serpents yeah yeah uh i don't know uh. but but betty because betty's playing the role of veronica in this episode and Decides. veronica's playing the role of betty so it's time for a party <laughs> they're gonna throw fp a retirement party where he can be treated like a king for one last time Aaron. Yeah, Kevin. What are you drinking tonight? Well, tonight I am drinking yet another village beer. You know, an old favorite from this program. Because yes. people like it when I drink beers you can only get in Calgary. Yeah. Real local stuff. This is the Village Gardener. Okay. And you will notice that this beer bottle does not have a drawing of a man on it. No, all I can assume is the garden gardens itself. It's, well, one those, it's one of those chaotic gardens. It's full mostly of just beets. Mostly beets. There's, that's there's an, some, onion. There's an uh, onion. There's an onion. There's an onion. There's some uh, artichokes, yeah, I guess. Sure. That's about it. <laughs> are any of those in the? I think I think the artichokes are hops, actually. Okay, that okay. makes more sense. So, this is a community-involved ale. So, what is important about this is that this beer was made from hops and beets. Oh, this is a beet ale. Who knew? So they got hops and beets from community backyard gardens and community gardens. Backyard gardens and 13, like, big community gardens throughout Calgary. Yeah. And I would say the names of them, but you guys don't yeah. care. Mostly they're all from around my work. Yeah. I imagine that, that like, the sunny side type area. Yeah, yeah. Where... Yeah, the trendy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
So sticking to people's backyards, stealing beets. Just pulling those beets up and be like, ha the beer. Ah, they're, they're here for our beets again. <laughs> those hipsters, why? <laughs> ah, those hipster brew makers are stealing our beets. I didn't sign up for this program. <laughs> ah, you'll never catch us on the way of your beets. <laughs> you live in Hillhurst, Sunnyside. That means you automatically have to give us your beets. <laughs> it's the rule. <laughs> you signed up for that when you paid your HOA fees. <laughs> so... In our village, the community garden is the place to gather, grow, and discuss matters of the neighborhood. This ale is a nod to all those great citizens that get their hands dirty and make their neighborhood a better place to live. This year, we have been blessed with beets and hops to make a seasonable, ses- sessionable, all right, beet ale. And then it just talks about the uh, communities. Oh, cool. We truly hope that you enjoy this community-involved ale experience made better together. Nice. That's good. It's hoppy. Yeah. I don't taste beets. I didn't know there was beets in it. Let me just see. Now that I know there's the beets, I will take a sip. I will report back. Okay. I mean, that all depends on whether or not you know what the taste of beets are. Which I I'm going I'm to tell, tell you, Aaron, gun to my head, I would not be able to pick beets out. I love beets. All right. I eat beets a lot. This does not taste like beets. No, it's hidden in there somewhere. I wonder what the color of this is. Anyway, Kevin, would you like some? It may be red. No, it also may be stolen, so... It's definitely stolen. Stolen. Those, it's from those hard community farmers who will just come in and steal their beets. Maybe this is what the serpents do. They just steal they beets steal and make beer? They beets and make beer. <laughs> ah, yes. That hardcore gang. So serpents. topical. So Betty uh, decides it's time to set up the party. And she heads off to talk to Tony. Because Tony either works at or runs the white worm. I think she... She definitely works there. I do not think she runs it. How does she work there? I think she's a bartender. How is she a bartender? Because this gang, because this gang does not, because I don't care about her age. They Great. also mentioned later that FP is not allowed to be in the White Worm as according to his parole, and that's just sort of just like brushed right brushed under. right away. And you think because we do have a scene right after this, so we'll just talk yeah. about it now, where FP doesn't want to have the retirement party. And you think at that point, he could say to Jughead, um, the terms of my release, of my parole from jail is that... But he's not paroled. His case was overturned and oh. he was found not guilty. Oh, then he's fine. I think but they're, he they're, does... just, they're just like, hey, don't go there. Like, don't go hang out with your criminal, maybe criminal guys. Also, I mean, they just like kids in there. That's true. Like, they're all underage. So I don't think... If, if we have to assume that the serpents are a gang, <laughs> I don't think the fact that Tony is like... 16 matters to them they'd be like you can't run this bar you're underage that would be illegal so anyway betty asks to throw the party there she runs a karaoke machine and then she like is which tony's tony's (laughs) like yeah people be down for that these serpents love to sing which we have (laughs) not we have not learned anything against that Uh, but then betty's also like hey kind of worried about jughead because you know he's being a serpent and i don't really know how to protect him in this and i thought his dad would look out for him but his dad can't be a serpent so could i be like serpent adjacent and then we meet the woman (laughs) whose name might be birdie i think it's birdie and she introduces a plot point that if you are a woman who wants to be a serpent... Oh, you don't go through the gauntlet. You don't have to look after that dog. You have to do a dance. You have to do the serpent dance. And then it cuts to... Apparently the white worm just has a stripper. All the time. In whatever time this is, she's just going. So, 
and Tony, Tony does this like thing where she's like, "Oh, I've been trying to fight against this massage." Thing. I'm like, "This is like okay." So what Tony's saying right there is essentially ways for the show to be like, "But look, we've lampshaded that it's bad, and we then still do it." It was bad. Yeah, this is yeah. not good. Yeah, I'm like, like this is like what is. And when it's done later, we'll talk about it. We will talk about it. Yeah, so, like, they said, like, oh, so if you want to be a serpent, you have to strip. Strip? And that's just the way it works. Because stripping is the same as being punched by everyone. Yeah. And looking after a dog. Yeah, it's a a dumb bit. It's dumb. I don't much like it. They just want Betty to be Dark Betty and be kind of sexy. Except for she doesn't really go Dark Betty. And she also doesn't go sexy, Let's so. Talk about it. All right, All so. Right, so FP doesn't want the party. Yep. But he comes around, and then Penny Peabody is yep, all she, over. She calls Jughead and says, come meet me at Pop Tates, which we never learned why she called them. Mostly just that Jughead's like, no. Mm-hmm. She's like. Well, he threatens her by being like, you know, the ma- we're going to be talking to the mayor, and she doesn't like drug gangs. I'm going to tell people that you're the sugar man. Yeah, and she's like, well, what? I'm like, well, you you don't have any evidence, and he's like, well, I mean, there's the. Yeah. He's like, I mean, there's the drugs. Also, I'm a teenager. Yeah, the only way for that evidence to work against Jughead is for her to admit that there's drugs in the box. Mm-hmm. Because other than that, he's just carrying a box, a box. someplace. Exactly. She would have to say, also, there's drugs in the box. How and do you know there's drugs say, in the box? Be- because I I put them there. <laughs> who did give Jughead the box? The, um, um, the sugar man. <laughs> Jughead Jones says the sugar man is you. I, I know what I'll do. I'll just reverse my the first letter of my last name, the first letter of my first name, to make an alias. Penny Peabody. Dang it! <laughs> yeah, Penny Peabody. Dang is, these alliterative names. Penny Peabody does not have a leg to stand on. No, but the she show. She has like a pinky toe to stand on, though, and that pinky toe is Betty Cooper. Well, that. Yeah, so she essentially threatens Betty. I'm so confused about this. What is her pull? What are her resources? Yeah. She's working against the serpents. She clearly is working against the serpents, but they keep calling her the snake charmer. So is she related to the serpents? She contr- Does she? Is she the leader of the serpents? Doesn't feel that way because it seems like they all hate her except for soft boy. And she said that the serpents put her through school. So she can't be the leader if the serpents put her through school. Yeah, I am so confused about what this entire situation is because it also feels like – because Jughead threatens her by, by being like – well, what if I just make the service not work with you anymore? And she's like, says... Some... Then she's def- deflects, but I'm like, yeah, but what if he does that? Yeah. What if he just like, hey, by the way, Penny Peabody is the worst. She has been threatening me, and she has been threatening FP. <laughs> Let's kick her out of the office that she rents in the back of a tattoo place that we own. Yeah. Let's cut her off. Let's not use her. She's not in charge of us. Guys, I'll go to law school. <laughs> Are you doing all this so you can have a lawyer? <laughs> Who every time you use her services makes you deliver drugs? That's a bad lawyer. You get a you can get a public defender that I bet is better than her. Mm-hmm. So like it, her entire sequence only works because it's essentially it only works because the TV show doesn't let them ask questions. It only works because Jughead believes it works. It yeah. is essentially the fairy magic of law. <laughs> <It's> the, <laughs> this this is legal as long as you believe it's legal. <laughs> Um, so, 
for some reason, Archie and Veronica decide that they don't need to visit this creepy house in the daytime. They must go at nighttime with flashlights. Yeah, and you know, other shows that do stuff like this, they usually explain why they have to go at night. Like, oh, we can't let them know that we're here or something like this. This is just a, a house on the edge of town. Okay, well. In the scene when we show the motorbikes, I actually had a moment where I was like, are Archie and Veronica going on motorbikes to see the house? In their defense, I guess, it's winter. I'm, so it gets dark early. It gets dark at like 4 p.m. I Yeah, but I mean. <laughs> but they're not really establishing that it's winter. It could go on the weekend. We don't yeah. know what day of the week it is yeah, either. We have no context. But yeah, so they go check out the uh, the devil house. And we have some pretty cool stuff. Yes. Where um, Archie is reading the newspaper article. That he stole. And we keep. Fla- oh, sorry. Jughead, Jughead stole, stole. And gave it to him. And we keep flashing back to what actually happened. Yeah, seeing in... the black and white. Yeah, so that's really cool. Yeah. They end up in the room where the children were killed. Mm-hmm. And Archie finds the case file because the old sheriff because he just the case left file it there. there. It's covered. In, he just left it there. Like, like they, they pan over, they show this box, and, and it's he's completely like, unsecured. He's house. like, ah, this is the case file. He must have left it here. I'm like, that's been there for minimum two years. Yeah, that's not great. That how did no be... one? How did Betty not just steal? How did no one? Yeah, no go one to goes house to this murder house. To can we point out that there is no, like, graffiti or anything in this murder house? No. Which always happens in abandoned, creepy places. I have watched a lot of Ghost Hunter shows. Yeah, I mean, I guess people are just like, no, don't, let's, let's leave it alone. You know, people people died there. Well, once again, the only gang is the ghoulies. That's true, and they're too busy selling Jingle Jangle. Too busy selling Jingle Jangle to do anything else. And um, I mean, Jughead, I mean, sorry, Archie does graffiti, but that'd be true. funny if they went to that house and there was just a red circle on it. It's like, Archie, why did you take this house? I was taking every house. Some people to know it's safe. Yeah, you're, you're, when you when you go to a murder house on the edge of town and you see a red circle on the wall, you're gonna be like, I feel safe here. <laughs> you're not gonna be like someone obviously started a pentagram and didn't finish it. So we also find out because from Veronica that this was not a family of four. It this was, was a family, family of five. five. There's a third child. We find this out because there are markings for five children on the wall. Three children. Three children, yes. yes. And Sorry. then they find a photo in the files. That there were. That there was a family of five. And I'm like, real? I'm what? Like, wow, really? Sure. Okay, fine. We're going to do this then. Let's do it. Great reporting. Come on, show. Continue. Let's see what this what bull you're going to come up with next. Then we have a short, dumb scene where Jughead's like, huh. Life is hard. Penny Peapotty wants me to do stuff. And Tony's like, yeah, she sure does. So Tony's apparently also afraid of Penny. So great. So I don't know what Penny's whole deal is. Um, Alice shouts at FP. And it's sexy. (laughs) 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 Why does Alice shout at FP? What prompts is getting something about Betty? Um... But she finds out about the party. Right. So she's like, so she shouts at FP, and FP's like, well, why don't you come? Hal would never go. Well, then, then leave him. Then why'd you leave him? And come at home. At home. From the party. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. They're going to do a thing. Oh, no. Please don't. I want this so poor. So I do not want this. <laughs> I want this so poorly. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I guess that's the opposite of I want this so badly is I want this so poorly. Yes. I do not I do not want want this. I do not want this to be where they go. Because then you have like Betty and Jughead and then Alice Well don't don't worry, we watched this episode. Uh, Oh Oh, I was like, there's a TV show that did this. Oh, 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 it's Gossip Girl. I'm thinking of Gossip Girl. 
there was a I think the movie was like Halloween Town or something where <laughs> it's set up so much that it seems like the kids are gonna get together, but then the parents get together. So in the kids' final scene, they just sort of like hold hands or like yay, and I'm like. <laughs> it happens in Gossip Girl. There's a scene where um, Serena breaks up with Dan and her mom basically tears a strip off her and is like, you wrecked my relationship with Rufus because you said you were so in love with Dan that you would be together with him forever. Rufus is Dan's dad. Yeah. And uh, Lily is Serena's mom. <laughs> we could have been a weird incest family. And then actually Lily and Rufus do get together at one point. So meanwhile, at the school yeah we learned that the the third kid's name was joseph conway and he was the oldest definitely and veronica and archie fill in betty and jughead on the details and jughead is like has no one considered that the kid could be the black hood yeah can hold on we need to explain a little bit about the sequence of events they made to make this work they're like so joseph conway after his family was killed was had his identity changed to protect to, him so he could live a normal life but he was adopted by another family, family in riverdale, riverdale and went to, to school high school in riverdale and i'm like wh- why why would you do that like why like, wouldn't you send this, that kid away yeah why would <laughs> why would why is that your sequence of events like oh man this kid's this, this poor 14 year old kid saw his entire family murdered get, clearly we should just it, no this is what the town does they ignored it well, they ignored it on purpose. No, but that's what they did with Archie. Oh, yeah. They just ignore it. Whenever anything happens, they're just like, no, the kids will be fine. They'll be fine. No, let's just change his last... If Archie's dad died, they he... would have changed his last name. He would have been adopted by the Coopers. And then the... that's what would have been. They would have been like, and now we never talk about it. But why is Archie Cooper acting out? Why did he make a militia? <laughs> you you know, you know I was like 16 when this... <laughs> 15. He was like one year old yeah. and a kid. You know, I was 15 when this happened. I remember all the of it. The first 15 years of my life. <laughs> like, I remember it. Yeah, you can't. Like, I, I, whenever I see that happen, it's usually like, oh, the baby. And we yeah. don't want the baby to grow up with the stigma. No, he's 14. Everyone knows. Yeah, everyone, everyone knows. Everyone knows. Because you kept him in the Just because his last name is different, they still know that he's <sighs> Joseph. But then, but then, yeah, as you yeah. said. Uh, Jughead is genre savvy. And he's <laughs> like, like, or he could be the Black Hood because you know you see your pa- you see your family get murdered. You rail against the town because the town is the worst. And then they're all like, oh, we need to look through the high school yearbooks from the time that he was there and look for someone who looks like the picture. And then Archie and <laughs> then, then Archie, not Archie. Um, the Be- Betty, Betty Jughead and are like, well, we have a party to go to. Which you, you can come to. But you don't have to come to, but I mean, it would be super fun. It's FP's retirement party. Which apparently that party must actually be the next night. Yes. Because that night we get Archie and Veronica looking. They, they have to f- find out who this kid is. And are they going to find out who the, they find it out immediately? Oh, yeah. Archie vaguely tries to talk to Veronica about their relationship problems. And he's like, oh, I found him. And his name is now Joseph. I didn't write down that Sevenson. name. Sevenson. He's the janitor. Which was the janitor. Mr. Sevenson. So we'll go forward with what Archie and Veronica does. I just want to take a moment here, Aaron. Yeah. Why was the police chief obsessed with this crime? Yeah, because it's solved. Because it's solved. It's solved. They solved it in two hours. Yeah. They went there and said, oh, there's another kid. Oh, but the, then they also found out the truth about the kid. And then they, then they went and they... And they've Although, just found the kid in the... In the like, I, is there more to the case? I, I will say. Okay, so what happens is they find the kid. Archie is very aggressive. Yeah. The janitor is afraid and runs away. Yeah. Archie continues to be very aggressive. 
I mean, he <laughs> yes, he runs up to him and they start shouting at him, and then he runs because this bu- buff teenager shouts at him. <laughs> so he reveals that he did not run away. He stayed and looked outside from outside of his house because yeah. he had to know who this was. Yeah. It was a con man, a traveling preacher. He told some men. Yep, and they brought him to the motel he was staying at, and he said, like, yes, that's the man. And then they took the man away. And he was dead. Yes. I imagine so, they, they hung him somewhere. I'm wondering if maybe that didn't happen the way the kid thinks yes. it did. There, and that's why there's more mystery. There are indications that might, might not be the exact way it worked. Mm-hmm. Um, the way it sets up in this episode makes that whatever that, <laughs> that, that guy was doing, whatever the sheriff was doing, make no sense. Also, I love... I love the economy of characters in this <laughs> by having the janitor from the last episode be the kid. I mean, here's like as soon as he reappeared in this episode, I'm like, they're not done with the no, janitor like, yet. It's established that he's not stalking Josie, so uh, let's... okay. Or like, I guess we're gonna find, and then we found out this. I yeah, mean, that's good. Interesting. I guess. But yeah, so I don't know. Maybe the sheriffs are all just terrible, and he's like, but there's a third kid. But how am I? No, but no, but he knew the kid. <laughs> he knew he the, was, because he set the kid. He was one of the people. That. Then why was he hanging out at the house? Was he trying to hide that the kid was? There's definitely more to this. There's, and why would we bring up this Reaper story if it wasn't connected to the Black Hood? Can we? Can I just point out, Aaron, that this little mystery right here has been done way better than the main mystery. It's true. Of the series. Because we actually have questions. And, and information was released yeah. in orders that... And, and there's stuff that has to be inferred, and stuff that's been implied, mm-hmm. and there's stuff you want to know. But I feel like the characters are done with it. Yeah, they're like, over don't, it. Don't you feel like they're like, oh, They're like, well. ha we solved it. <laughs> and away we go. We're such good detectives. And, and to be fair, the, the most of their aggressiveness, because Betty get, or Veronica gets super aggressive at him. She starts shouting at him about him being the Black Hood. But what she's actually aggressive about... And she was so into the mystery because, I mean, she didn't have to think about her feelings and emotions. I guess. I also think that Jug- by Jughead be doing his genre-savvy thing, both Archie and Veronica, who you know have very short attention spans, were like, well, that's obviously the truth. We've caught the Black Hood. Because Archie could have merely been, like, looking into his eyes and like, oh, those eyes aren't green. All right. Mm-hmm. You're not him. Before they've done anything. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so we have a bunch of, like, little short scenes. Yeah, they're getting ready for the party. Bexy, Bexy. Betty. Betty, sexy, touches her neck. That's what I was trying to say. Yep. Uh, we get more Veronica and Archie. Okay. Talking to their parents. Freaking Veronica. Yeah. She's like, but mom, how do I deal with this? How do I process? Why can't we just have the love that dares not speak its name? (laughs) That, Veronica, do you know what that is? That was... From Oscar Wilde, and it's talking about homosexuality in the late part of the 1800s, where these men were in love, and they actually could not talk about being in love. Yeah. Because they would be murdered. Yeah, Veronica. She, she, this is perfect, Veronica. It's perfect. She does not get it. She, she does thinks, not get it. She thinks her tragedy, that she's not sure if she's ready to say I love you, is the same as the plight <laughs> of these men <laughs> in the late 1800s. Yeah, there's something about her being like, oh, the love that can't, that can't be named, that must be unrequired love, versus, you know, literally the love that could not be said. Yeah. Because at that time, Puritans yeah. reigned supreme. Yeah. And there's something I know, pure so about that. Veronica. Something, something pure about that for Veronica. <laughs> Uh, she also has this moment where she's like, 
but but how you and dad have never said I love you to each other. It's <gasps> <laughs> literally what the moment is like when she's like, oh no. And her mom is like, yeah, yeah, duh. yeah. Look, we're all emotionally stunted here. Simmer down. Look, this isn't good. Meanwhile, we get the Archie and Luke Perry is just a rephrasing of the scene before. Really, he's just like. Hey, you still deal, dealing with that stuff? And she's like, I really like Veronica. She makes things fun, and she makes me feel like things will be okay. <laughs> yeah, we went to go investigate this murder house, and she was there. You know, my life is pretty dark, and I just, when I hang out with her, I realize the world has fun in it. And he's just like, yeah. Anyway, have fun at the party tonight. I'm not going. I think I'm shooting a movie or something. I don't know. <laughs> I can't be in this episode. I, mean, I got something else I have to do. Uh, the party begins... Jughead uh, is nervous. Yep. Alice arrives, and she has decided to get into it. She has come in costume. And Betty has, I think, done the sexiest version Betty could do. Which is taking her hair out of her ponytail and, uh, and, and wearing undoing a, a button. Also, she's wearing a sleeveless version of her shirt. It's true. It's still her shirt. It's just a sleeveless. And she has undone two buttons. Ooh. Ooh. But Alice was talking about how she couldn't convince Betty to uh, dress, dress up. up. Which, I mean, Betty's, or sorry, Alice is looking like... Alice is like full 1980s, like, glam rock. Yeah, yeah. It's like full, uh... Oh, God, what's her name? Um, Cindy Lauper. Yes. Yeah, she's very Cindy Lauper. She does three tequila shots in this scene. <laughs> and offers Betty a Shirley Temple. Yes. Uh, uh, Veronica still won't talk about their relationship. No. Which is not Archie, just so you know. This is not a good sign. Yeah. Her not being ready to say I love you is fine. Yeah. The fact that she won't talk about the relationship at all, not good. Then Archie takes a strange tactic because he sets them up for a duet and the song choice. Oh, Aaron, the song choice. The song choice. The song choice. He chooses that Donnie Darko. (laughs) Wow. That Donnie Darko song. And I'm like... You're going to sing Mad World by Gary Jules? And they sure do. They sing the saddest song in the in the world. That song was used in the trailer for Gears of War, a mm-hmm. game that's mostly about really, really buff guys shooting stuff. And it made that game seem like it is the saddest game about, like, poignancy and all these things. Because that song is so sad. And Archie was like, we're going to sing this as a duet. He's just trying to make Veronica understand her feelings. And all, and like, at a karaoke, okay, <laughs> if you're at karaoke and you're the person who sings, like, it's like the person who sings Hallelujah at karaoke. Everyone at the bar is like, yeah, you're a good singer, but. Stop singing Jeff Buckley. Stop, uh, stop doing that. Sing something that'll, you know, get, make people excited. Because instead it's just a bunch of serpents standing around being like, yeah. And in a cool. shocking turn of events, Veronica breaks down and runs out into the night. <laughs> because it's the saddest song in the world, and the serpents start booing. And then we thought they were like, yeah, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, some, someone sing like ACDC. But it turns out what they were actually thinking is... <laughs> finish the song! <laughs> so Betty pops on, she sings. She's a good singer, this is the first time we've heard her sing. <laughs> and then... And then... <laughs> and then... And then I and then I think I fell asleep and entered a fever dream because what ha- what what we what happened could not have been what just actually happened. Well, Kevin, what happened is while she was singing Mad World, she started undoing the rest of the four buttons of her shirt. Yeah, yeah. and then she took off her skirt 
And then she did the serpent dance. And she was just wearing just like lingerie underneath. And I wonder, because the song continued while she was doing the serpent dance, who was singing then? Yeah. So who was we, singing then? We had this weird like diegetic moment. Or not, I keep on forgetting which one's diegetic or not diegetic. We have this moment where her singing continues while she's dancing to. There's a Super Bowl right next to the karaoke stage. Yeah. And she's stripping to Mad World, and it is the worst thing I've ever seen. And everyone has feelings about it. Yeah. Just, Mostly confusion. Yeah. Some of the serpent, like, one of the, I think the bravest serpent goes, woo. Because <laughs> what else are you going to do with that? Can you. I, I don't go to many strip clubs. I don't go to any strip clubs. This is the saddest stripping I have ever seen. <laughs> but I could not imagine someone someone be like, all right, what's your stripper song going to be? We got Cherry Pie. We got... That's really the pour only some one sugar on me. We got Pour Some Sugar on Me. I want Mad World. Like like the Tear, Tears for Fears one with a trumpet? No. The sad one. <laughs> Just it is the saddest stripping, and I think we're supposed to think it's sexy. Well, it's d- not sexy. It's just sad and upsetting. I think we're supposed to find it at least a little bit titillating because you not. know they use some of those shots in the trailer. It's not good, and it's and it it's, it still remains to be like gross because we know that it's because it's the oh if you want to join the serpents you got to strip sadly. <laughs> What, was that the deal? They're like, look, you got to strip, but you got to do it in like a really be sad, sad way. Stripping. That's that's that is their version. It's like, can you strip but also be sad? <laughs> so anyway, is it possible to strip and be sad? She finishes the song and F- she goes back. Up. She goes back into the um, singing. The singing. So can't you see what I imagine happened? Yes, is that she sang. And then she left the microphone, and then in her head, the singing continued. But out loud, everyone just had the instrumental of Tears for Fears and her spinning around. <laughs> then she comes back to the microphone and goes, Mad World. And everyone's like, okay. Anyway, FP comes on the stage. He covers her up yeah. in his serpent jacket ASAP. So that's good. He's like, that was the weirdest thing. Oh, Alice also comes up. And I'm like, Betty, why did you do You know that. You know your mom's <laughs> your there. Your mom is there. And do, do you know what the weird thing is? She's not as angry as I thought she would be. No, she's mostly just horrified. Because she knows what it means. Of- she knows what it means. But she's most horrified because FP gives a giant speech. Yeah. Y'all, like, in like, a shocking rah. turn of events, he's not retiring. It's like, raw the serpents. Raw, And he does this thing about, like, my family turned their back on me. Raw. And Jughead's like, uh-oh. And in my head, I'm like... Damn it, Penny. Yeah, what you doing? Oh, come on. This is this is the exact same reason why he took the fall in um the first season. Yep. Always <laughs> Be- for Jughead. Because he's like, Jug- like, Jughead, Penny told me what happened. And because I know nothing about law, I <laughs> I, I instantly believe I assume that- this is how it must be. Yeah. And so he's like, I'm in, you're out. And I'm like, oh, so this is set up so the Jughead is the bad guy. Well, no, it, it, it's set up so that Jughead believes it is his fault. Yes. Because that leads into what we see later, which yep. is that Jughead goes up to Betty and is like, don't... He, he does the opposite of what Betty did. Hey, don't do sad stripping. Don't do that. <laughs> don't be a serpent. Betty, you can't be a serpent. I can't keep you safe. You can't be with me at all. <gasps> well, I mean, to to be fair, from his point of view also, his point of view is like, this is my girlfriend. She just joined the gang? Everything I touch turns to dust. And now my dad joined the gang? I want none of these people to be in this gang, and they're all in the gang. And then, like, maybe Archie opens up. Hey, hey, Jughead, that was weird and interesting. Maybe I think I'll become a serpent. And he goes, no. Everyone around me is a serpent. So Jughead isolates himself, which 
I think is a it's a good I it will be interesting yes, be especially interesting. because next episode is our last episode before Christmas yes. break. I I I would be so much more involved involved in it if I didn't think they'll get back together. No, no, the 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 whole Penny Peabody, the way that she's controlling them was so contrived. Yeah, it's not very well done. It's, yeah, it doesn't, it's not as airtight as the show makes it seem like it is. Mm-hmm. I wish she was more clever. <laughs> I do too. I, I wish she was they, actually a villain. They make her seem like, be like, everyone, they talk her up so much, but she does nothing. Yeah. Like, like it's so much of um tell, don't show. Because, like, mm-hmm. they have, you know, the dad being like, She's bad. Don't deal with her. And Tony being like, she's scary. Don't deal with her. And her being like, I'm bad. But mostly I'm just like, you're just kind of like, what is your deal? Yeah. What, what is your follow through? I wish you were a villain that I could be like, yeah, I hate you. Like, maybe you could just maybe stab someone's hand while they stand next to you. I don't know. I don't need her to be violent. I don't know. I just need her to be smarter. If she's going to be a smart villain, she has to be smart. If she's going to be a violent villain... Oh my god! She could be any kind of villain. It's, it's like it's like the Black Hood. If Black Hood's gonna be a violent villain, he has to be violent. If she's gonna be a smart villain, she has to be smart. Mm-hmm. Um, we skipped over something really important. No, no, I figure I just wanted to finish with. The no, I know, I thing. know. I'm doing a segue. <sighs> <laughs> Veronica breaks up with Archie. Yeah, and I'm gonna say this is actually the first part where I actually start to feel for Veronica. I don't. And, and how I well how, here's. I usually feel protected by how I imagine these storylines will hopefully go. Is because the because I I like if they took her character and made her into someone who is going through the stage of like I feel like I should love this person, but I can't and I don't know why. Because I think it's a lot more interesting than any other character type thing she's done before. I don't think it's earned, though. Like, Oh, definitely not. This char- 100% nothing not. Nothing this character has done has made me think that she is a damaged individual yeah. who can't love. I would, I would, yes, I would be so much, because it, it mostly just feels like they don't have any chemistry at all. I would have been liked if this had been seeded a lot better. Yeah. That, because the problem is it feels like everything they do is a spur of the moment thing. If it's been seeded a lot more that she does, it doesn't feel like she can connect to people which we're getting, but not in the way of, like, I don't know how to connect you. More of, like, I like me. Yeah. And I don't think they're doing that on purpose. Yeah. Because they could have done that. They could have had, like, during the Ethel part, her being, like, like with Betty's like, like, you're so nice to people. Why are you so nice to people? And Betty's just, like, because I care about people. And her being, like, yes, I do, too. She's basically, like, a low-rent um, Blair from Gossip Girl. Because Blair... Um, Blair has very, very few friends because people don't actually like her. They just like the power that she has. Yeah. Her parents get divorced. Her mom is, like, very, very distant. Yeah. Her dad loves her, but her dad is actually homosexual and is out yeah. of town. And and so Blair has, like, real trouble letting people in. And she yeah. can't say I love you to the person that she loves. Yeah. I don't... And that's that's yeah. all earned because it's intrinsic in her yes. character. And I don't feel like it's intrinsic with, with Veronica no. yet. Maybe they'll do a better job. But the problem is they haven't... Do- Here's the thing. I don't want her arc to be I don't know how to let people in I would love it if her arc was more like I don't know how to care for people because I think that's a more interesting arc to see from a character is her essentially learning not learning she's a sociopath but learning that she has some like tendencies I don't think it's doing that though because think about how easily she cared for Cheryl when Cheryl was date raped yes it is not doing it 
Well, it's be- well, it's because in that scene they had to make everybody care for her because of the situation. But they could have just excluded Veronica from that scene. Absolutely, I agree. That this that's definitely a way that I think they should have. Really bad for Jughead and Betty. I do feel bad for them as well. Yeah. Oh, like that was well done. Actually, actually what I want to say is that, that if there's any way to get those two to like separate, that was the way to do it. Yeah. That was a good way of doing it because they separated because Jughead is going through stuff. Yeah. Not because the show decided, yeah, let's finish this. Yeah. Though, all right, so we get into the... Uh, so essentially, we have our final montage, which we always have. This is not a long montage, yeah. nor is it super interesting for the most we part. We do get one. Yeah, I was going there. Bit. I am. Aaron, I'm segueing. I, but, uh, I need to finish my sentences. No. No. I let you finish no. your sentences, even when your sentences no. are screaming at me. I was kind of hoping you would just stop whenever I said no, because no, that would have been a funny bit. You don't let me do my bits. No. <laughs> this is our conflict. No. <laughs> All right. So we have a sequence there. It's very short. It's very short, but. The janitor is looking at a photo of men standing under a tree. Who are these men? Are they the men who killed the priest? Is the priest buried under the tree? Oh, well. Probably. I, well, I mean, Aaron, in front of them, you see upturned dirt. Yeah, but it could be many things. <laughs> he just look at he just looking at a photo of some men who made a communal garden. It pro- let's be real, and it all their beats stolen. Like the hell's the fact they're all smiling and it's like weird and in color. Yeah, like a thing is set up that might not be. And the they're thing full that we think grown men. Like I don't know what he's not in that picture. <laughs> Unless if he's a full grown man. Look, here's the thing. I there are a lot of holes. I think that's a continuation of the of whatever the Reaper plot line is. Yeah, I think so, too. Which, once again, I'm going to say has been the show's best mystery they've set up is that Reaper thing. And it's real. It's not done and I'm, yet. And I'm, yeah, and I'm engaged. Though, once again, the characters are done with it. Well, something will happen. Yeah. But then we get the last moment, which most of these made me go, oh, they're doing this. It feels, once again, it feels like they're checking boxes. So, again... Is Betty's house next to Archie's or is it across the street? Aaron. In this scene, they're next door to each other. Aaron will never know. They're very close to each other. Archie takes off his shirt and then we're reminded <laughs> that his bedroom is right next to Betty's. Because that's what he has to do. And he looks across the <laughs> space between their houses. And she looks back. And then she walks away. But then she's like, wait a second, and walks back. And then Jughead says something foreshadowing. He says something dumb, and we're like, oh, they're going to do Betty and Archie, Archie now. now. Yay. At least Betty and Archie have chemistry. Yeah. But it's fun. The thing that I disliked the most about it was also the Jughead being like, something that they've never, that we've never considered before. I'm like, this was the plot of the first episode. <laughs> Don't say something we've never considered before. This is Betty's, this was Betty's entire deal for the first episode before she discovered her better series. It's true. It's true. <laughs> well, you know what? Archie might be a good detecting buddy. He'll hold a flashlight and he won't get scared. Yeah. You know what the nice thing is about with, with her and Archie? She won't have to worry about Archie upstaging her. It's true. <laughs> Did you find yourself, at any point in this episode, a CW moment? CW moment, my friends, is a moment where logic is uh, just trampled underfoot by Penny Peabody in her ongoing quest to actually be a villain. And it's replaced 
by drama. And for me, I think my CW moment in this episode was Alice Cooper's 80s transformation. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It didn't make sense. It wasn't justified. Why was she so into it? And then why was she suddenly so out of it? Because she wasn't into it before. Like, I don't, there wasn't, I feel like there's a scene missing of her, like, making the decision. Yeah. I feel like you said that scene where Betty's touching her face in a sexy way. We just should have seen Alice being like, and like putting on the black eyeliner. I mean, Alice is going dark Alice. Then, because we did have that scene in the date rape episode where she walked in wearing her serpent necklace and her pants cape. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and that's why it's a CW moment because all we can say is, I don't know. <laughs> Kevin, do you have a CW moment? Oh, boy. It might. Ha- it, uh, it has to be the sequence where Tony reveals to Betty that the way that the female serpents work get in is essentially by stripping by doing the serpents dance because <laughs> oh. it didn't have to be that it, no. what what it could have been is that like like oh for someone to get in you have to like there could have been another show of mm-hmm. like like and it could have been just as like interesting and dramatic if she like I don't know sliced open her hand or something yeah and then like the Jughead was like Oh no! And then Alice was like, "Oh no!" But instead, they obviously had to make her strip. It because, had to be sexy because it. And 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 also, I feel like it had to be demeaning. But Jughead's wasn't demeaning. I mean, Jughead being punched by everyone was demeaning. Um, because yes, it breaks you down to build you up. Yes, but in a different way than that was demeaning. Well, yes, that's yes. because men and women are different, yes. Kevin. Didn't you know? That's what pretty, the show's saying without trying pretty, to say it. It'd be funny to see if, if Betty's like, how do I join? And then there's a line of women. <laughs> and Betty goes through and they just punch her a bunch. That would be fair. I mean, no, actually, it'd be funny if there's just it was the same thing, just a different name. <laughs> so she's like, Serpent's Dance. I got it. And they're like, all right. And she comes in, she's dressed like, you know, she's and going to strip. Like, and they're like, where's your dog? Oh, no, we're just going to punch you a bunch. <laughs> Get on in for the punch party. Oh. And then they punch her a bunch. Yeah. Me, me and Aaron were screaming during that, that <laughs> scene. And we don't know if it was because we were... We, I mean, we're not enjoying it. But what were we feeling? But, Too many things. Yeah, it felt like... I, here's the thing. I don't know what they were going for. I don't think it was the reaction that we had. But you know what? Maybe you guys had different reactions. Yeah. And... I don't know. Tell us. Tell us how you felt about that scene. Yeah. It, tell us how you felt about this episode. It was a weird episode. It had a lot of stuff in it. Yeah, a lot of stuff. And I liked it. I you know what? I liked most of it. Yeah. I'm gonna give I'm, yeah. I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give this episode over eighty five percent. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like a solid not a nine out of ten. Yeah. An 8.5. Yeah. 8.7, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Because it has some really cool stuff. The The entire scene with um, Archie and Veronica going through the house is great. The way they did the Jughead and Betty relationship. Um, was very good. Well, yeah. That was, that, was, that was the best way they could have done it. Because I talked about how much I like it and how much I like mm-hmm. it. They're just hanging out together for the rest of the thing. That's the best way they could have done it because it doesn't close it off. And I think it's stronger because we had the scene a couple of episodes ago yes. where Betty tried to do it through Archie. Yes. And it didn't stick because it wasn't 
she didn't feel it in her heart. Yeah. But with this, Jughead really, really feels yeah. in his heart that he has to do and it. And you see where he's coming from because it's yeah. her and his dad. It's about him, really, yeah. what it is, which is good. It's a yeah. good way of doing it. Uh, but you should, uh, you should send us something on social media. Uh, we have an Instagram. We have a Twitter. And those are both Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA. You could also send us some email. That's also Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA at gmail.com. Yeah. Or what would be really cool is if you gave us a rating, a review, or you subscribed on Apple Podcasts or whatever your podcast listener device of choice is. Um, I did a search recently, and there's something around like 10 or 12 Riverdale podcasts now. Yeah. And we are the original Riverdale podcast, so we would love... We have the most episodes. We have the most episodes. So uh, <laughs> we'd love to get on the radar there. So uh, yeah. share us with some people. Talk about us. There's, there's a bunch of people out there who I know have like fans already who are like, I think I'll do a real podcast. And I'm like, we've already been doing it. We are not Rooster Teeth. How do I, how do I start a feud with you? Because <laughs> I'm really interested. I'm, I've gotten really interested in feuds. <laughs> and maybe I'll start one. Maybe a feud will make us cool. Yeah. I'll be like NSYNC versus BSB circa 2000. Were they aware there was a feud going on? That's the thing I always thought about that in seeing the Backstreet Boys. Is I don't think they were aware there was... Yeah, I don't know if they knew. I think it's just the audiences were like... <laughs> <laughs> They're like, hey, we're all friends. Yeah. Apparently they sound like 14, 14-year-old boys. Is the story with the Reaper truly finished? Will Archie and Betty now get together? Okay, so FP is the leader of the Serpents now. Again. For the first time? Right? Answers to all this and more on the next episode of Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A teen drama fan cast.